This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. How about the uh, guys who went on a joyride in Niagara Falls in a fire truck? Like a full-size fire truck was abandoned in a Niagara Falls neighborhood early Monday. And police have put out a statement saying it was not like stolen from a fire hall. This was decommissioned and it was owned by somebody. Stolen and then driven around. Two men were seen running from the fire. (laughs) The fire engine. Not decommissioned enough, I guess, eh? (laughs) A little damage. The front uh, fender and the mirror on one of the sides was, uh, was damaged, but... They seem to be able to get it going pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Like, I would guess you a know, private collector would have one? Getting into a fire engine, would you know where to start? Ah, no, no. I mean, it's probably similar to a truck, you know, like right. an 18-wheeler, but I, I would have no idea. I'd probably... Is there an air brake? I don't know. <laughs> Police have been in contact with the registered owner and are investigating to determine further details. Police also said that a large tow service was needed to remove the truck from the neighborhood. <laughs> Does that mean the guys took the keys with them? Yeah, I'm guessing. And when it says in the neighborhood, I hope it was just like parked on a side street, not like in somebody's backyard. It looks like it's just in the middle of the road. Okay. Pictures on uh, globalnews.ca if you want to see them. But yeah, this is a full-sized fire truck. How do you not get the ladder going if you're joyriding in this <laughs> thing, right? That is the best part. Yeah. Like to boom the ladder up. That would be sweet, but probably right into some hydro lines too if you're drunk doing it. The only description police have is one of them had a red jacket and a backpack. Wow. Really playing the part. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Yellow would have been acceptable as well. True. True. Red or yellow. Yeah. (laughs) And they had a giant Dalmatian with them as well. Uh, So fire truck recovered. In Niagara Falls, if you know anything about the the guys who may have been driving that thing, call Crime Stoppers. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. I got hit hard by shrinkflation on the weekend, Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. Jump in a cold pool. <laughs> you know what shrinkflation is? Right? Sure, yeah. It's yeah. very noticeable with Halloween candy. I find. Yeah, they're they're making things smaller and charging you the same amount for them. Uh, my wife brought home a box of Oreo cookies, and I did the twist. Sure. Of course, you, you lick out the, the cream middle part of that thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe the small amount of icing in the middle of the Oreo cookie. So I had to go back to the box after I ate that one and get about five more. Sure. Open those ones uh-huh. as well. Just to confirm that it wasn't a one-off like anomaly, they're putting way less cream filling in the Oreos. It's alarming. You sent me a picture, and yes, it is way less. There's a huge gap between the outside of the black Oreo and the white cream in the middle. Like usually, it's almost close to the edge. Never quite right? there, but but like a hair away from the edge. And now there's like a solid eighth of an inch at least. It's the real deal. Here, I just Googled it, and a lot of people are, are saying the same thing on Reddit. Uh, different stories here. People complaining that the picture on the front of the Oreo, uh, the, the box, the container, it has the icing going right to the edge of the mm. cookie. So maybe a false advertising lawsuit there. Exhibit A. <laughs> and then you open it up, and there's too much overhang 
on the cookie Big wafer time. now. Like, I love the double stuff, and that's twice as much cream in the middle. Even if you double stuff this one, it would be about one normal Oreo. Yeah, single stuff. Yeah, this is a, this is a half stuff. Double stuff is now single stuff, mm-hmm. and regular Oreos are half stuff. Yes. Are we going to put up with this stuff? I don't think so. Yeah. I bet you Fudgios are doing the same thing, too. Well, they're, they're all... Uh, they're all under the same umbrella, bud. Hmm. I wouldn't I be like surprised the, the Fudgio, what's the pirate one with the peanut butter? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what? what are the peanut butter cookies? I don't know. That sounds awesome, though. It's the peanut butter kind of Oreos. Dialing back the peanut butter Big on time. those things. Guaranteed. Hmm. It's unreal. Price has stayed the same. I'm in my right mind to go to the grocery store on the way home, buy a, a pack of chip, Chips Ahoy and count the chips. <laughs> See, the thing is, even if they shrank the whole cookie to fit the cream stuffing, that would make more sense because the ratio is still proper, right? Because yeah. when you if you bite into it, you want the ratio of the cookie, like black cookie and the cream to have that perfect mix. And this is way off. I didn't realize that icing cost had gone through the roof like for them to make a move like this they've obviously got to be saving tons of money sure and they think they can hide it too you know oh who's gonna <laughs> twist this thing open we've only been training people to do it for 45 years <laughs> exactly are you brave enough to let me see your peacock time for sports our sports guy is devin peacock he is here uh, i'm kind of scared to bring this up but uh your Toronto Blue Jays on the weekend, uh, they uh, really blew it. Do we have to talk about the Blue Jays? <laughs> What's left to be said? <laughs> uh, it was the most frustrating loss, not of all time. So I was up at the cottage this past weekend. I was cooking. I was watching the game, like inside, then outside on the porch, cooking steaks. Having watching, a wonderful night. Having a wonderful time. The Jays were up 8-1. to one. It was fantastic. How could it get better? And then things went uh, down completely, and I just wanted to just jump in the lake and just never come out. The steaks <laughs> are on fire on the grill. <laughs> Smoke alarms going off in the house. <laughs> what annoys me is, uh, people are doing this on social media, now immediately start debating what's the worst loss of all time in Toronto. Like, that's not, <laughs> like, why, like, why do we have to, like, hurt ourselves it's by It's an going, impossible conversation because there's too many to choose can from. Can we wait two weeks? Like, no, why does this have can't. to happen immediately? It's funny you said that because I brought it up not that long ago. Because, like, you, obviously the other one it would be compared to is the Boston Bruins yeah. versus the uh, Leafs collapse. When are we allowed to have that conversation? If I had my way, never. Like I don't need. To, I don't need. To, I don't need to rank the biggest gut punches in my life in in, in sports world. Uh, but if we are going to rank them, the Leafs was one hundred percent worse because uh, I know Bruins fans. Bruins fans much louder than Mariners fans. The Seattle Mariners franchise and their story being in the playoffs for the first time in twenty years. You know what? You can't really fault them and blame them. You kind of want them to win, but also I want them to flame out against the Houston Astros now. But the Boston Bruins, like I just hate the Boston Bruins. So to lose to Boston, it's Toronto, it's hockey, it's way worse. Plus it's a seven-game series versus a two, This is the wild card. This is like a made-up wild card series. It's not as bad. The Jays barely made the playoffs, and the way they played against Seattle tells the story that even if they had got past them somehow, 
I don't think they were winning the World Series. The Blue Jays did not perform up to their capabilities. I thought this team, many others did, was the type of team that could have challenged for the World Series. But give credit to Seattle. Their pitching was fantastic. The 8-1 comeback is one of the biggest in postseason history. So uh, give it to Seattle because they earned it. And we don't have any other choice. <laughs> and we don't have any other choice. And also, can we stop debating all the times we just got punched in the face? Why do we do this? I don't want to do this. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we debate the best win? Yes. Well, we'll start winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dev. Ka-kaw! This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is cracking me up. This video, Making the Rounds, Barstool Sports has shared it. It's been, everybody's been, been tweeting about it. Um, remember... <laughs> Well, Judge Judy, we all know Judge Judy, Judge Joe Brown. There was also a time where since those shows were so popular, there was like a million other court shows on TV during the day. Uh, Chris- oh, yeah. Christina's Didn't court. Steve Harvey have one? Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey, yeah. Judge Joe Mathis, you know, there was like, you know, Stacy's court. The Christina's court was one of Divorce them. Divorce court. Yeah. This story comes from Christina's court. And so Christina was a lady. She was the judge. And there was also a super jacked bailiff who had like, jacked arms he was a massive man and he would just stand beside uh the judge and flex um and at one point there was a in the the christina's court show there was a couple who was going through a divorce and they were deciding you know who gets what and uh the judge makes a comment on the bailiff's uh uh married life and how successful he's been now there's a twist at the end of this clip because the original clips from about 20 years ago there's an updated news story about this bailiff uh, that's attached to the end of this clip. Constantly like a child in my People own in love, house. they yell at each other all the time. Oh, but that's true. They're Ask him, he's been married for how long? Over 20-something years. Over 20 Look at him, years. though. He look mad. <laughs> you don't look happy, brother. You don't look happy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, so he's very happy, the judge yeah. says. You know, and they're laughing about it. That was it. the defendant there speaking up, saying, well, he doesn't look happy, yeah, though. Yeah. Married 27 years. And the bailiff did not look happy. He's frowning the whole time, but as soon as he gets called out, he's trying to look a little happier. So, you know, is he happy? I don't know. Well, <laughs> 15 years later, a news story pops up that includes that bailiff who was standing oh, beside no. the judge at the time. <laughs> Min Chow, a former TV show bailiff and current Harris County deputy charged with his wife's murder, now ordered what? not to attend her funeral. Renard Spivey appeared before a judge today. He's facing very specific rules for his bond. David Gonzalez, it's so he wasn't happy. Uh, that guy called it. That guy. Terrible story. It's obviously awful, but what are the odds? Like, you can just, you see a guy standing there, and he's his job is to look intimidating, so he could have just been doing his job, but to call that out and say, you do not look happy. <laughs> and you can hear it when he says 27 years. You can hear it in his voice that things aren't going good. Ask him, he's been married for how long? Over 27 years. Over 27 years. <laughs> Over 27 years. Like, he's really counting, because you could just say 27 years, but he's like, over 27. Over 27 years. <laughs> so that guy who who said that on the show years ago, I'm sure, is saying to his buddies now, I called him. Oh, yeah, 100%. I nailed that one. <laughs> look at him, though. He look mad. <laughs> you don't look happy, brother. You don't look happy. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Peacock.
Our sports guy, Devin Peacock, is here. Jim, uh, weekend, you bet on some football. You said you were betting against Tom Brady after the news broke that Giselle had called a divorce lawyer. You thought maybe he'd be down in the dumps. He ended up uh, winning his game. It was close. It was close. Luckily, had the refs on his side. <laughs> Did you see that call, the roughing the passer call at the end of the game? Atlanta may have had a chance to come back, but uh, Brady got tackled. It looked like it was a good sack, but Atlanta got called on it. Tom Brady was talking about the hit after the game, called it a long hug. He wasn't going to dive into, was it a penalty, was it not? It was definitely not a penalty. I don't know what's going on with the referees this weekend. They were calling roughing the passer all over the place in many circumstances where there was no roughing the passer. That was from the entire weekend, the worst call until last night, until the Monday night or last night, right before a halftime, Max Crosby, I think it was, from the Raiders, came in and sacked Mahomes, but they called roughing the passer. It's one of the first times I think I've ever seen the passer have the ball and the roughing the passer penalty called. I don't know what is going on with the referees. They're maybe a little overcautious after what happened to the Miami Dolphins quarterback, Tua. It's possible, but I mean, concussions? that's a doctor. I mean, I, I I think what that's probably the NFL is trying to overcorrect, but this is also a doctor issue. It's not a referee issue. It was a tackle. Like, I don't know how you stop plays like that because that was a straight tackle. And it's a call that could affect the outcome of the game directly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Monday nighter was a barn burner, really. I mean, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we're down uh, 17 points at one point, came back to win. As a Bills fan, I was kind of glad that they won because the Bills and Chiefs play this week. And I don't want to be playing the Chiefs when you're pissed off after losing Monday night. What are the odds that the Chiefs lose two in a row, both at home? So the Bills, if you're a fan, you kind of want the Chiefs almost to win just because I just don't believe the Chiefs are going to lose twice in a row at home. Hockey's back, NHL getting going tonight, Dev. Yeah, well, it's weird. So we've had like the staggered start to the NHL. Technically, the season started over the weekend in Europe, but really it starts tonight. They've got a couple of games. And then in many cases, it starts tomorrow because there's a bunch of games, including the Leafs and the Habs. Seems like the Leafs always start the season against the Senators or Montreal. It's Montreal uh, this time around, but it'll be good to see them back. John Tavares has missed most of training camp with an oblique injury. Looks like he might make his uh, debut tomorrow night with the team. Hopefully he does. All right, we'll get pumped up for that one tomorrow. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm always excited when we get to debut new music on the show and this song. Jim and I have both been humming it all weekend. We discovered it on uh, YouTube last week, and the video is excellent. The song is great. If you have ever driven on the 401, this is going to really strike a chord. Let's welcome to the program the Canuck, Kevin Westfall. How are you, Kevin? Or the hey, Canuck? pretty good. How, how are you now? We're very good as well. We're great because we're not driving on the 401 right now. Yeah, well, I don't. I haven't heard anything as of late. I think things are running a little smooth out there this morning. But you know, she doesn't take long to get buggered up out there, eh? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Where are you from, Kevin? Where Where do you call home? You know what? I'm I'm from a really great little city called Kitchener, Ontario. Love Kitchener, Kitchener obviously. Yep. Right on. And how long have you been writing music and performing music? 
I've been doing this uh, about a hundred years now. <laughs> it feels like it feels huh? like it feels like a hundred years. Now it started. Uh, my little musical journey started in the '90s, but then as the Canuck, it, it kind of escalated after around 2000 until now. I, I get real uh, Stompin' Tom vibes from this tune. Is you it- know what? I I I'm I'm humbled when people say that. I knew Stompin' Tom. Um, I, I I appreciate I appreciate those words. Those are big boots to fill, eh? Big time. Absolutely, but you got to keep. You know, you got to sing about what you know. And yeah, it sounds like you know traveling on the four hundred one pretty well. Did you conceive the song while you were stuck in traffic? Well, I yeah, I've I've dealt with we've well we I, we've all been up and down that highway. But I'm I know uh, I worked in trucking for a long time. I know a a lot of people that are out there daily. So I thought, you know what? The way the way this highway keeps getting worse and worse, I gotta I gotta write a song for my friends out there on the road just just to make sure they're doing all right, you know. Yeah, we know more support. Well, let's listen. This is the Canuck Kevin Westfall with 401. Up and they're down to a crawl. There's tractor trailers wall to wall. Construction ahead, cut down to one lane, and they're all tailgating in the freezing rain. Well, there's some getting in, and others getting off. If you can't get in, they'll just cut you off. They're flipping birds, they're honking horns. You better buckle up, you better lock the doors. On the 401, the 401, just a typical day on the 401. Do you never know in Ontario what you see on the 401? And I start the game I work my way into the middle lane Then it dawns on me and I realize Hell, everybody's doing 135 There's a car in the ditch Flipped over on fire There's a jackknife trailer that lost a tire They're all rubbernecking Heading down the hill The fire department's cleaning up the fuel spill on the 401, the 401, just a typical day on the 401. Do you never know in Ontario what you see on the 401? Woo! That's right. think you've seen it all. A guy beside me is texting, taking a call. He's eating a burger and sipping hot tea as he's shifting gears as he stares with his knees. There's dump trucks, tow trucks all around. Every two minutes there's a plane coming down. Well, you can reach out and touch their wings. And the sound of sirens always rings. On the 401, the 401, just a typical day on the 401. Do you never know
What you'll see on that 401. Be safe now. Kevin, we appreciate you uh, sending us the censored version here. <laughs> here we go, though. Look at this. Trucker Sal. I love it. Another trucker. I'm currently broken down on the 401. This 401 song is awesome from Mario. On the really speaking to the truckers. And, and it's an earworm. That That is going to be stuck in your head, especially if you're getting on or off the highway for the rest of your life. And I encourage, Kevin, you guys had a lot of fun shooting a video for the song as well. Uh, we're going to post that on the Taz and Jim Facebook page for everyone to see. Well, that's wonderful. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.